ten minutes. You got ten minutes, yeah? Nine, maybe? Listen up. I'm Doug Wallace from TravelRight.today. Welcome to the podcast. More like a show, really. I mean, there are no guests. There's no real discussion. The big question today is, are you a good travel partner? Or are you a confrontational whiner and fidgeter, dithering and party-pooping away your entire trip? Here are some tips on how to get along with your partner while traveling. So, you spend an hour or so together in the morning, and then you come home later at dinner time for another couple of hours before watching TV and going to bed. Then along comes a week away somewhere, and you're together 24-7. Yeesh. That can be a challenge if you're not prepared for it. Yes, we've experienced some challenges. Ergo, number one, start off with a good attitude. This is kind of obvious, I get it. But people can get pissy when they travel. Because there are so many unknowns, it makes them uptight. Nobody wants to be told to relax so you better just relax. Copying the right frame of mind sets you up for trip success. Oh my God, I'm so glib. Number two, spread out. Take an afternoon to yourself and do whatever you want, and then regroup at five. Don't make the other person go shopping if they don't want to. Go by yourself. When my partner Tim and I check in somewhere and unpack, I want to wander out and have a pint. Whereas he wants to have a nap right away. So we each do what we want and no problem. Number three, constantly vocalizing what's on your mind every second can get very, very tiring. So number three is simply shut up. Number four, when you come to the part of the day I call moody exhaustion phase, recognize the telltale signs in each other read the situation, and act accordingly with your partner. Driving is exhausting, schlepping bags around, on your feet in museums all day. When you or your travel mate starts to act like you haven't had your juice, it's time for a break. Which brings me to number five. Make sure that proper rest and sleep, yes, those are two separate things, are built into the schedule each day. Not enough sleep equals crankiness, equals permanent bitchy resting face. This goes for hangry too. Don't miss any meals. There aren't enough Snickers bars in the world for me if I'm overly hungry. Number six, share the workload. Everybody has to pitch in with regards to baggage handling, driving, navigating, plan making, dealing with restaurant hostesses in a different language, fetching beers, finding proper coffee, dealing with the front desk, etc. Number seven, that said, everybody needs to play to their strengths. If one of you has trouble, let's call it, with making decisions, let the other one do it. Don't be afraid to be bossy if that's what works. Don't be all, why do I have to make all the decisions? Just do it. Number eight, let things go. If you have a scrap, try to forget about it a minute later by changing the subject. This actually works. Nobody wants to fight, especially in the car, so don't. And don't clam up either, because then everyone just stews, most of the time unnecessarily. 
If your fight was about, I hate the way you brush your teeth, maybe don't let that go. And perhaps drill down a bit and find out what the real trouble is. Separate flights home. Number nine, be a good sport. Tim seems to be game for absolutely everything, really. I've made him do a million things, and he never complains, even about changing hotels every day, as is my life. Just strap on a strap on and say, I'm in. Which brings us to number 10. Just do like my friend Stevie Winwood says, and roll with it, baby. Today, I want to talk about two things, beefcake and also beef. My spotlight is on beautiful Whistler. Whistler, BC. We just got back from the 28th annual Whistler Pride and Ski Festival, and I don't think my eyes will ever be the same. That place is beautiful. The skiing was awesome, and the Pride events were an absolute blast. You have to do it at least once in your gay life. We kicked it off with an evening party at Outdoor Spa Scandinav on the edge of town with its hot, hot pools and wood-fired saunas. And then we continued with tea dancers throughout the week at the Ava Hotel, a few free apres ski parties at a charity ski race. It was all so fun and friendly. And Lady Bunny was there. She led the parade through town and killed us with laughter on Saturday night. Dates are posted for 2021, and that's January 24 to 31. Seriously, visit WhistlerPride.com. While we were in Whistler, we were also writing hotel reviews for the London Telegraph on three of the finer hotels, enjoying a full dose of luxury chalet life, all ski concierges and steaming outdoor pools and tufted leather sofas and such. But even if you're not staying in the fancy hotels, you can still splurge on a meal. It's really a big steak town, and the fries... You can't throw a stoner and not hit a plate of Parmesan French fries. Or our restaurant at Nita Lake Lodge delivers classic West Coast flavors with a French flair. Pan-seared sable fish and scallops, braised lamb, osobuco. I won't go on about the horseradish whipped potatoes. The grill room at Fairmont Chateau Whistler wheels out a cart with the various cuts of beef on it, and then it describes each one to you, so you get all the steak specifics. Mm. Big glass of BC wine, big fire, East delicious. And at Sidecut Steak and Bar at Four Seasons Whistler, we watched in awe as this father and son duo, they polished off a giant Flintstone-sized longbone ribeye. Lots of meals for two here, including cedar plank steelhead salmon, and a giant raw bar platter. You need all this food if you're going to ski every day. I did anyway. And a big shout out to Skylinks for getting us from Vancouver to Whistler and back in one piece and in two hours. That's Y-B-R-S-K-Y-L-Y-N-X dot com. So I was asked by CAA magazine to do a story on micro trips. And I didn't know what that was. And the editor says, That's when you go someplace that's kind of far away, but you go just for the weekend. So glamorous, right? So I picked some obvious and some not so obvious places. South Beach, Dublin, Panama City, Bermuda, Reykjavik. While this idea is a little extravagant, the micro trip is quite doable. Three words. Watch the sails. 
sign up for like Aer Lingus's or Air Iceland's newsletters and be ready to pounce when the price is right. And bundle everything to make it cheaper. You don't have to have fancy meals every day either, maybe just one. Eat on the street. Just think of how cool you'll be when your workmates ask you what you did on the weekend and you say that you spent all day Saturday at the Prado in Madrid. Smell you. Ranting? Who's ranting? I just want to talk about hotel gouging. Obvious gouging, like when you are being played like a song. The biggest sucker who ever walked into the hotel. I'm talking about a few things. The tepid $35 breakfast buffets that should only cost $15 tops. Don't get me wrong. I've seen $45 all-you-can-eat breakfasts that were colossal, but get a little quality control, people. Ditto the watery $20 cocktail that tastes like it should have been thrown out and made fresh. I hate the nickel and diming with things like a $40 hour of paddleboarding. You've already bought the paddleboard, for God's sake. You can just let me use it. But my biggest complaint of all is a little something called the resort fee. You thieving, conniving, you know what's. That could be a flat fee, $35 a day sometimes, or a percentage of your room rate. And it's meant to cover things like the business center, the gym, the pool, whatever. Mm, you're a hotel. You have those things already for me. So irksome and a complete ripoff, particularly if the hotel doesn't make the fees clear to you when you book. Yeah. If they don't, make sure you pipe up. If you've time to stomp your feet at check-in, go for it. Ask to see the manager. It's a disturbing trend that has slowly seeped into city hotels too, not just places like Las Vegas and Miami. But it doesn't matter where you are. Resort fees are just a big, fat scam. And that's a piece of my mind, however small. I guess today's moral is the bait and switch, it's a bitch. That's it for today. Look before you book, people. That's good advice. Find more travel inspiration at where else? Travelright.today. That's right. Thank you for listening. And Presto users, don't forget to tap off. <laughs>